Welcome to Trashy Divorces, everybody. Trashy Royals edition. Trashy Royals. My name is Stacy. I'm Alicia. Thanks for joining us today on our Season 10 Continuing Wednesday bonus series. Because the Royals are pretty trashy. Yeah. Always have been. This story isn't trashy necessarily in the love department, but there's a certain qualification of trashy that is involved with taking an entire group of people who are guilty of nothing but just stuff you've invented in your own head to kill a bunch of them. So that's fun. Today, we're going to do a little witch hunting with oh. King James. Oh. The first of the Stuart kings. King James, witch hunter. King James, witch hunter. He ascends the throne in 1603 after the death of Elizabeth I. Okay. Who is the last of our Tudor monarchs? King James has kind of been in contention with a few others for the passing of Elizabeth's crown. But Elizabeth, having some experience with her sister, Mary I, will never really name a successor, at least not until the very end. And even in that choosing of James, there's some star chamber minister manipulation behind it. But I think what you mean is there's some politics that happened yeah. in this very political... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the cradle king is the chosen one. And King James, already king of Scotland, hmm. is now going to get his hands on the English crown and also hunt a lot of witches for no particularly good reason. Well, surely the place was crawling with witches. Well, witch hunts had been a thing in Europe from about 1450 on. Goes on for 300 years or so. At some points in history, it is downright terrible. It was necessary to fight back on the witch scourge, Alicia. Well, witch hunts are the holocaust of three generations uh, within yeah. history. They're everywhere. And once they take hold, it's on. Like about 100,000 people over this time period will be put on trial for witchcraft. Most of that number is women. Hmm. Interesting that. About half are put to death. In Scotland, witch hunting takes on even more fervor. 4,000 women are taken into the fires and burned in Scotland. This is more than double the execution rate in England. Which has a much bigger population yeah. from what I understand. Scotland yeah. doesn't have anywhere close to yeah, the amount of people that England a has. A remarkable number of people to Hey, and let me guess, a lot of these a lot of these women were accused by men who maybe they had turned down romantic requests and the men said that they had bewitched them. Sometimes stuff like that. Sometimes well let's let's talk happening? about it. Let's talk about it. So what's causing Scotland to yeah, why have is, this why increased is number? Scotland witch central, yeah. King James, witch hunter. Hmm. So King James, remember, is a cradle king. He gets his first kingship title at the age of 13 months. Oh, wow. When his mom, Mary, Queen of Scots, is forced to abdicate. This is 1567. Okay. Y'all go back and see the Mary, Queen of Scots episode. But she's going to flee to England, where she will stay as the oh right she's yeah she's guest a prisoner ward of yeah okay of her cousin Queen Elizabeth the first until her beheading Mary the Queen of Scots in 1587. Tough times, man. But Mary Queen of Scots, upon her death in 1587, James is now her son, a young twenty-something, coming into his own on the throne. He's had a bunch of uncles 
who've been bossing him around, but now he's, you know, now he's old enough and smart enough and why, blah, to be king. Okay. And it's time for some dark magic. Now we're going to talk about demonology and witchcraft. I think it's just demonology, but encyclopedia. It's the Latin A.E. Demonology. Good Lord. No. We'll just call Ted Mosby. He'll tell us. Continue. Okay. James, there's a premonition that James is told that Mary Queen of Scots, her death has been seen. It's It's been visualized before it happened. It's only spoken of in secret, which could have been true because the papers for her execution were signed before it was actually carried out. And there's insider court knowledge and people who are running messages back and forth. But well, and given that she was held prisoner for years, it was sort of a good guess that at some point Elizabeth was going to get around to ending that. In whatever way this is manifested, James now hears of a vision of a bloody head dancing in the air. And James is like, I want to get into the business of dark arts. Three years later, 1590, Scotland is going to have their largest of witch trials. And they're all public. In all of the history of the country, 70 suspected witches are rounded up because they have summoned. What is the crime of these women? Yeah, what have they done? They have summoned a storm to destroy the fleet of the king as it is carrying his new bride, Anne of Denmark, across the North Sea. Wow, so his bride was killed at sea. No, Anne's fine. Whoa. James and Anne have married November 23rd, oh. 1589. And this is a year later. They're <clears throat> uh, She's already over. Oh. They're already married. Have they even, have they had a baby yet? Or, <laughs> I mean, okay. Hold up. So, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was like a rain delay. Yeah, like two years later, he's like, <laughs> I'm really mad about that storm that happened when my future wife was crossing. That sure was an inconvenience for a bit. <laughs> okay. So two years later, high, James gets high crimes. real mad about the high crimes. And certainly the witches did that to I mean, control the weather. because Just not very well. Okay. Now these suspects. Worst assassins ever. Are getting tortured. And once physical torture begins to happen, they're can to all kinds of shit, right? Like, yeah, I think, sure, we did those spells and rituals. Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. tell us about them. So now they're just making up, like, please just stop. Tor- the longer I talk about right. bullshit, the less you're hitting time me. I'm spending on the rack. Right. So they're like, sure, we bound the severed genitalia and limbs of a dead man to the legs of a cat, and then we tossed the bundle into the waves, whereupon... There did such arise a tempest in the sea. Leave cats alone, as people. As a greater hath not been seen. Oh, my God. I know. Okay. Okay. So. Tor- an- torture works, everyone. That's the lesson. There's another occasion. Satan himself was said to have appeared to the witches mm-hmm. and promised to raise a mist and cast the king into England, for which purpose he threw into the sea a thing like a football. Okay, but. James did end up cast into England as its king. So James is mad. Mm-hmm. This is all appalling and mm. cats and limbs and severed penises. And now, because I've been getting the reports about it, I-, I have to be in the room where it happens. 
So now James wants to be involved in every investigation. There's a lady named Agnes Simpson. She's one of the main suspects, and she's brought to Holyrood House in Edinburgh so that King James can question her personally. Agnes Simpson stands stiffly in denial of the charges against her. She, by this point, has all of her hair shaved off in each part of her body, her head wrenched with a rope, according to the custom, mm-hmm. uh, being a pain most grievous. Mm. Okay, so all of this continues for an hour during her torture while King James looks on with great delight. Not a sociopath at all. There follows a dramatic moment of interrogation where James, responding to something Agnes had said, leaps up in fury and declares her a liar. Agnes looks calmly from one side and convinces him of her magical powers because Agnes reveals certain secret matters that had passed between King James and Anne of Denmark on their wedding night. Just kind of throwing out some gossip, I guess. Decent guesses about what they got up to that night. Size, girth, I, 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 I don't know. There's history does not record what is revealed. Isn't it funny to think maybe she like accused him of I don't know losing an erection or something to make him feel small, but that it actually happened or some you know like it could be anything. It could be any common, but mm-hmm. she, of course, I know this. Okay, so James is astounded at her revelation. <laughs> the king's majesty wondered greatly and swore by the living God that he believed all the devils in hell could not have discovered the same. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think, yeah, I think he had trouble that night. Acknowledging her words to be most true. Oh my God. And therefore gave the more credit to the rest that is before declared. Hmm. Okay, so at this point, King James's- And Agnes was just trying to screw with him. <laughs> King James's hobby, where he's been flirting with the dark arts, has now turned into a job. Okay, it hasn't quite moved to career vocation level yet, but we've gone from hobby now to job. Because now King James is going to start commissioning pamphlets that he will compose, Mm. along with some others, about why witches are dangerous. So he's a blogger. Yes. (laughs) Witches should be feared. Absolutely. Well, pamphlets. He he registers witchhunters.com. Are not fulfilling his his big magic creative need. Sorry, .co.uk. So in 1597, King James is going to write a book <laughs> called Demonology, the Science of Demons. King James is the only monarch in history so far, so far. to publish a book on witchcraft. Get on it, Liz, too. <laughs> So from the trials in 1590 to the publication of Daemonology in 1597, King James just putting all his fever dreams, all of his imago, everything just I mean, off the charts. Because I guess that's the important thing to keep in mind is all of this was entirely imaginary. Every bit of it. Every single bit of it. He is torturing and killing human beings, largely women, because of fever dreams, basically. Yeah, okay, so... I think you have a pretty good essence of King James, but I just want to let you know that in addition to all the witch hunting stuff, he's also a big time misogynist. I'm I'm stunned. I'm glad you're sitting down. Let me sit down further. (laughs) (laughs) He's dangerous. He scorns women. He reviles women. Women are absolutely inferior. 
And it is only women who were witches. Well, it's because they're mentally weaker and Satan has an easier time convincing them to do his will. He will argue <laughs> in demonology. Is that sex is frailer than man is, oh, so it go. is easier to be entrapped in these gross snares of the devil, as was overwell proved to be true by the serpent's deceiving of Eve at the beginning, which makes him the friendlier with that sex since then. He phrased it so much better than I did. All references to witches that were in the Bible when King James rewrites his King James oh, Bible oh, right. the King James have Bible. been rewritten into the female gender. That's mm -hmm. very interesting. But he had studied this intently, Alicia. He wrote a book. About his fever dreams? Yeah. So, Damonology and its publication has a lot of aims. The first fantasy novel. Part of the point of the book is to convince the doubters of the existence of witchcraft. Primary aim. Well, I mean. But Damonology goes a little further. Because it allows you full blanket permission, 100%, to persecute witches with fervor and gusto. Get out your stakes and pom-poms, people. Evil surrounds you. Go find it. Go seek it out. Find the evil and torture people. This is your permission slip from the king. God, I feel like this is so relevant to To go after today, who you want to. Right? Pizzagate, yeah. all that stuff. Like, you just got, there's no basis for any of it. This besides is, mm, fever dreams. But here's your permission slip. Nothing ever changes. To go be a dick to whoever you want, as long as you're a woman. Right. <laughs> I, we're we're going to single out a certain group of people that you can just be terrible to. Now, it's not like people need to be convinced too hard, but when you open the door to behavior that is out of the norm, expect the barn to be busted. You're, you're not putting the horses back in the barn. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Because people at the time already believe in devils and imps and fairies and goblins and ghosts. And there are legendary creatures. There's vampires and werewolves and unicorns. Uh, it, nothing new. There's, there's a world that exists beyond what can be seen. But science at the time, fledgling at best, data's not a thing. But what is a thing is nature and the basis of science. So people are doing then what they've been doing since the beginning of time, which is try to make sense of the world around them. There's the magic of the garden and healing and plants and herbs and roots and bear. Like, it's not too big of a stretch. Yeah. People believe in 
the garden is a healing thing or a, a dangerous thing, one or the other. People believe in warnings and portents and superstitions. Pregnant women can't look at the moon. If you do that, your baby will be insane. Uh, like spilling salt, like nosebleeds. Like there's a million ways they're trying to explain their world. And right. once it certainly. Because it's actually the buckets of gin that the pregnant women are drinking <laughs> that is causing harm to fetuses. But, but, if but you're, the moon. Right. No, it's, the moon. The, it's the moon. It's the moon's problem. So like if you're a witch, clearly you've made a pact with the devil in return for your supernatural powers. It's really easy to blame the lady in the village who has the best garden with all the good stuff if there's bad luck in the village or somebody did break up with somebody, right? It, it can go, it, it or, can be anything or nothing. Right. Or an herbal concoction does not actually cure your ailing relative and they die. And so, hence, I mean, witchcraft. Yeah. A number of plagues happen throughout. These centuries, plague in the village, witch, your cows get sick. <laughs> Definitely a witch. Definitely. Fields not growing. Witchcraft. Bad weather. Oh, that's a witch. Broomsticks and witches, riding broomsticks become a thing in Elizabethan England. Oh, if you have a pet, that is clearly your familiar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They advise you on the ways of evil. Yeah, it's also worth considering the significant mortality rates. Like there were just a lot of widows who nobody really got what they were up to and there was not a clear place for them, especially as women were pushed out of like brewing, like mm -hmm. making beer. Well, think about single women, widowed women, older women, poor women. Mm -hmm. They have the rule information in science. They do have pets. Old, poor, single women are the ones that are targeted. Exactly. This goes badly enough in Scotland, Right. King James isn't King James the first of England yet. This is still in Scotland before he ascends in 1603. <laughs> Woo, 1603, surprise! New King of England. You need to Glasgow away. <laughs> <laughs> well, the English people are not as into burning witches as King James is or the Scottish people are. Torture in England is in fact outlawed and anyone convicted of a crime is hanged, not burned. Elizabeth did helpfully change some things after her sister's reign. Sure. And I think, I mean, I, my sense is that the English have considered the Scottish to be less civilized for quite a long time. I am not getting into. I'm just saying, like, I feel like. politics. <laughs> but I feel like maybe an effort on James's part to import some of the more sort of brutal legal remedies of Scotland maybe fell on deaf ears because the English have a heightened sense of themselves. Yeah, James didn't do that. So uh, England <laughs> under Elizabeth's time has decreased barbaric practices. She's a she's a kinder, I mean, gentler such, Tudor yeah, monarch. Such as such, such, yes, the best of the Tudors. <laughs> most agree. And England has kind of come around after kinder, gentler Tudor monarch. So they're like, herbs, yeah, they're nature's medicine. That old lady in the village did not give you syphilis, town mayor. Like, <laughs> well, except when you slept with her. Right. So when James becomes king, got a whole new market to publish demonology to. 
It's reprinted twice in 1603 in England. Next year, 1604, King James settles in, finds out where the bathroom is and the palace. And he's like, okay, great. You know that rule you have about punishing witches here? Well, now we're going to make it a lot harsher. So before you could be punished if you committed murder or injury through your witchy act, you had to, you had, you could practice it, but you couldn't do harm from it, right? That was the rule. You, you do your witch shit, but as long as it didn't produce any harm, we'd leave you alone. Well, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Any practicing, any witchcraft, any thing ever will be punished. I don't care if there's harm or not, doesn't matter. And the punishments are going to get a lot more severe. You will be hanged for your first instance. Oh. Well, it seems like that would put an end to it. Oh, if you have a mole, you're automatically guilty. It's a devil's mark and you will be condemned to death. Early dermatology was swift. So one of the things we've talked about within Trashy Tutors on Patreon that is fascinating to me is how the theater and playwrights of the time are tying into all of this. If you want to understand the history of the world, look at the art that was being created in that time. 1604, when King James comes into England, we have Christopher Marlowe releasing Dr. Faustus, which is witchcraft to the extreme, direct result of James assuming the throne. Fun little tie-in here, as we celebrated the birth and death day of Shakespeare, Stratford Willie, the man who calls himself Shakespeare, last week. Even old Stratford Willie is going to get involved, and he is going to write a love letter to his new king, James, in the form of a play. Perhaps you've heard of it. What's it called? It is The Cursed Play. Premieres in 1606. Is it called Demonology? It's called Wash Your Hands, People. It's Macbeth, yo. So there are witches in Macbeth. There are portents and visions. So it is legend that the witches are pissed that Shakespeare will use their incantations and stuff that they perhaps have said in some real life situations and will curse the play for all time. Stratford Willie like researches and like the chance, the ingredients, Finny Snake, Eye of Newton, Toe Frog, right? Or supposedly real spells. Witches are mad. This is a clear copyright violation. We will curse this play for all time, using the title's character name to do our evil bidding. I feel like you're proving James's point here. So the Mackers mm-hmm. <laughs> is first performed at the Globe in 1606. And from the very first production, there is a curse on the play. The actor that is playing Lady Macbeth will die suddenly before the show begins. And so apparently, supposedly, the rumor is Shakespeare plays her part. Make of that what you will. Will. (laughs) It is a disaster, but more of a disaster because King James hates the play. King James is also the proprietor of the King's Men, Shakespeare's company. He's the king of the King's Men. Mm -hmm. So the play after one performance is pulled for like another five years. That's how mad King James is. Macbeth is seen one time and not seen again until King James gets over it. Anyway, I love Macbeth. It's so good. All right. How do you know if you're a witch? Let's test the common way 
to test is to use a ducking stool or just tie them up and duck the accused underwater in a pond or river. And if you float, she's a witch. And if she doesn't float, she's totally innocent. Dead, but innocent. And drowned. Yeah. Anyone who floated was then burnt at the stake. Once they dried off. (laughs) I don't even think yet. Well, yeah, yeah, probably. Quick dry. Kindling. I guess it depends on the time of weather. They're going to dry you out in a bad way. In 1612, there's a big thing that happens called the Pendle Witch Trial. Twelve suspects are charged with ten murders. Ten are found guilty and hanged. One is found not guilty. One dies in prison. There's a guy named Thomas Potts. Tommy Potts. And he's going to write an account of this, which is super popular and will continue to sort of stoke the flames of the terror, which is upgraded to hellfire and gruesome and let me reveal to you all the salacious details of what happened in these cases and like these tactics work so fear and anger and hatred are at an all-time high now the other fun thing james has done because he's just racking him up right is he has taken over the press he's taken over the printing industry it is the most viable way to control public opinion it's time tested Now that King James is controlling the narrative, everything becomes justice. The details don't quite line up. We can lie about them. Because I'm certainly not going to fact check my own fever brain. It's terrible. So he's, like, got the media sort of to keep the public amped up and fearful about this with all imaginary threats. About imaginary witches, yes. Interesting. Yeah, this doesn't have any Dude, I would have loved for Stevie Nicks to put a curse on that fucker. No, there are no parallels happening in modern America, I'm happy to report. (laughs) It all comes to a head Mm -hmm. in a scandal at court. There's a publication. It is called The Wonderful Discovery of the Witchcrafts of Margaret and Philip Flower, Daughters of Joan Flower, near Beaver Castle. So in 1613, Mm -hmm. the Earl of Rutland's two young sons are stricken by a mysterious illness at Belvoir Castle. The first child will die shortly after getting sick. The second son is sick for like another six and a half years. Here's the thing you need to know. The Earl of Rutland is one of the most prominent members of the court. Also, he has a daughter. Her name is Catherine. And King James has a favorite at the court. His name is George Valiers. He will go on to be the Duke of Buckingham. George Valiers and Catherine, the daughter of the Earl of Rutland, are married. And if Catherine is the only living child of the Earl of Rutland, she's going to get a lot more for her husband when the Earl of Rutland goes, as opposed to that little sickly kid just trying to Stay alive. Are you suggesting that there may have been a poisoning? Well, there is some evidence that George Valiers had the child killed. But it was actually witchcraft. He is certainly behind the pamphlet about the trial, which destroys the actual not guilty people involved to ensure that George's lies are protected. It's blamed on these other witches in the village. Obviously, it's witches. So by the time that the younger son does, three local women, Joan Flower and her daughters, Margaret and Philippa, had been convicted of bewitching the boys. I mean, her name is Philippa Flowers, obviously. <laughs> obviously, she's Joan, throwing witchcraft around. Terrible. Joan Flower 
dies in custody, her daughters had been found guilty and hanged at Lincoln Castle in 1619. Most witchcraft trials constituted grave miscarriages of justice, but this one was one of the most shocking of all. So by the time of the Belvoir witch trial, there is much more growing skepticism about witchcraft, not just in England, but throughout Europe. Even King James, by this point, great witch hunter, fuck it all up for decades and decades, is beginning to have his doubts. As one historian put it, he was by this time much more passionate about deer hunting than he ever had been about witch hunting. Hmm. So in the last nine years of King James's reign, there are just five people hanged for witchcraft in England. And people are now kind of turning around like, yeah, maybe this isn't really a thing. By the 1620s, all the pamphlets are done. Publishers are like, hey, maybe these things are kind of controversial and full of lies. And maybe it's best if we don't publish them. In addition to a definite lack of interest in the topic, people just aren't into it anymore. Yeah, I mean, some of that did get shipped over to uh, the new colonies in the new world. We definitely had some continuing issues with imaginary threats and people getting killed. So King James is going to bite it in 1625. So we can just put all that witch hunt stuff behind us, right? May as well. Yeah, not even close. Thanks, King James. You just unleashed your imago and fever pitch dreams on women everywhere through the rest of time. But there have been some great witch movies. (laughs) I'm mad about it. I'm (laughs) mad about King James. There is a fantastic resource, y'all, by Tracy Borman. She wrote a book called Witches, A Tale of Sorcery, Scandal, and Seduction. Go check her out if you would like to learn more about the witch hunting that happened in ye old times of yore. And that's Trashy Worlds for the day. Wow, that's a remarkable story. And yeah, imaginary threats do not require lethal force. No, they really don't. To address. I mean, the more things change, the more things stay the same. In fact, they may just require a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, hey, thanks for that. We'll be back next week. Oh, I got something super fun. A little bit of, uh, I got something super fun for you next week. We'll be back on Sunday with a regular Trashy Divorces episode as well. We got good subjects. Until then, keep your hands clean. Keep your hearts trashy. Don't go hunting witches. Just like if it's imaginary, like just enjoy it, but don't fixate on it. Pick some flowers, feed some birds, have a cookie. Cookies are good. Cookies. All right. Cheers, friends. Bye. See you next time. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacey and Alicia with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's sydneyvsmith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly 
slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there, and thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.